you like the format for the video I'm doing? Yeah. I think it looks really good. It, yeah, it's it cool looking. Took a 15 minute discussion and put that thing down into a minute. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, it's choking. It is choking my computer, but I'm almost done. <laughs> At this rate, I should be done. So I, uh, I had to go through a lot of stuff in my final cut just to be able to uh, get it where it w worked and realize that I hadn't muted it. <laughs> so, um, but I think it looks really good. I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm, I'm really digging this format. So I can't wait to pop it up because our new social media guys are, they're like, hey, so when are you going to have it up? I'm like, I'm going to have it up today. Yeah. Well, they're, they're like excited about mm -hmm. it. Like they're really like genuinely excited. Like, Holy crud, they're they're doing things and they're just really proud of what they're doing. They're like, hey, sir, have you looked at this and did you see this? And they're sending me links like right and left and yeah. so I can see everything that they're doing. And I'm like, cool, because they really believe in this podcast. And it's just like, okay. And they're like, well, but you're doing more than just the podcast. You're doing the whole social media side of things. And so yeah. we want to be a part of that. And it's like, okay, and that, that's fine. And you're, you're good. But they've uh, definitely been kicking it up. So, you know, for everybody who's new, like the the new 2,000 people that have been listening to us in just one one uh, podcast, hi, welcome. <laughs> so, <laughs> Oh, and uh, with that, welcome to the Afternoon Grind on the Stupid Podcast on Everything, where I'm Joey. I'm Nikki. And we talk about everything because everything is stupid. So I wanted to start today. You've got some Reddit stuff. I do. I've got a crazy one for you. And it's a theory that's gaining a little bit more and more traction. And so mm -hmm. I started really looking into it. So okay. do you know that our government is talking about invading another country? Can you I wouldn't I wouldn't be surprised. Can you guess which country they're talking about invading? That's gaining more and more traction and popularity? Russia? No. Or no, Mexico. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Literally. So, okay. I was feeling like I was just being stupid Oh, no, for a no. This, I, I didn't believe it when I heard it. I was like, okay, flat earther nut job, wacko yeah. with the firmaments on top, right? But it's like, holy crud. I'm, I'm a little uh, taken aback on this one, mm -hmm. right? So I went and I looked up several sources and several different things. And, and of course, yeah. I found, you know, all kinds of people bashing all kinds of other people and everything else. But here it is. Recently, and when I say recently, I mean as in like two days ago, another proposal started being talked about on the floor of okay. Congress. And it just tantamount goes to launching a war on Mexico. And I was like, what the heck? Well, they're billing it because of fentanyl, right? Because okay. 107,000 Americans have died from opioids and fentanyls that have, been com that have come across the border. Mm -hmm. Okay, 107,000. That sounds like a lot, except it's really not yeah. when you're talking about 34 million people, right? And when, when you sit and you look at that and you go, okay, so that doesn't make sense to me, right? Because we're, we're supposed to be trade partners. Mm -hmm. So they're look, but what it's coming down to is they want to launch, quote unquote, um, cross-border raids into Mexico's territory to disrupt the cartels basically by taking over land traditionally used by cartels or at quote-unquote risk of okay. being used by cartels. But see, here's the way the U.S. works. 
we invade a country and we grab stuff in those countries. And so yeah. I was like, okay, so what does Mexico have that we could possibly want? Because I'm just going to say this really quick and clear. Most of the fentanyl in the U.S., it's mm-hmm. transported up through Mexico, but it's not from Mexico. Yeah. Do you know where it is? Where it's coming from? It's no. coming from China. Oh. It comes from China. It goes to Mexico, uh. and it's run up to the U.S. That's where okay. the majority of the fentanyl is coming from, and that's according to several different sources. Okay? Okay. And so they're like, oh, man, but, but fentanyl so dangerous, and fentanyl so this, and fentanyl's that. You know, look, if fentanyl killed you as much as they said fentanyl killed, there'd be no people using fentanyl. Yeah. There'd be no people using opioids, right? There, there'd be none of that. So I'm not saying it's a great drug. It's not a great drug, okay? I'm not yeah. defending it. But so, but it doesn't make sense, right? Because then why wouldn't we go after China? Like, I mean, full-blown go after China. If it's yeah. so dangerous and it's coming from China, why don't we go after China? Mm-hmm. Well, there's a reason. And so I looked <sighs> and I found it and, and it hit when one of the people said, that they were looking at Sonora. And I'm like, that's weird because I've been to Mexico and hey, maybe something's changed. But there's not a lot of opium and poppy fields in Sonora. Okay. But do you know what is in Sonora? Hmm. The world's largest lithium reserve. Oh. Hmm. With estimates of some 244 million tons. Wow. So, <sighs> they're, they're looking at this and they're going, yeah, we need to go and stop the cartels. And just like, mm-hmm. look, we did it in the Middle East. We were like, oh, we got to stop these terrorists in the Middle East. And what we do? We took control of the oil. Yeah. And now oil is... They're trying to push oil to the back seat, right? Mm-hmm. And what are they trying to bring to the front seat? The f- they're trying to bring lithium. Yeah. So isn't it weird that now, after like three decades, one of our actual trading partners, trade partners, we're talking about, hey, we w- need to go in and stop these places from being bad places. It just happens to be where the world's largest <laughs> perspective reserve Look, if I'm the cartels, I'm like, screw cocaine. I'm uh, yeah, I would I would totally do this. I would like <laughs> I'm just gonna supply you guys lithium, mm-hmm. lithium, and, and people don't realize that lithium was originally a drug. Lithium was not like huh. batteries for batteries originally. Oh yeah, the origins of lithium are just interesting as all get up. So right now. If if things keep going the way that they are and it keeps gaining traction, right now the main the main traction of it seems to be um, the GOP, and it looks like you know you can call it wherever you wanted to have been kicked from, but they're literally like okay so here like this um, let's go right here so former UN ambassador Nikki Haley who visited the Mexican border on Monday so this so literally yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, has oh no I'm sorry this is last Monday last Monday my bad okay has call is has called for sending U.S. special forces into Mexico to attack the cartels, just like we dealt with ISIS. 
so you tell the Mexican president president. Oh, adding you tell the Mexican president either you do it or we'll do it. Right. And so Biden right now, of course, you know, Biden, there's no way he's he's falling for this crap. Right. Mm. Biden sits in a in in the White House and watches the fentanyl crisis like he's a bystander. (sighs) Quote, I'll use our military to eliminate the cartels. Okay. So, and now the Republicans are literally just going like, yeah, and Biden's like, but Biden's really not doing anything cuz this is talk from from their side. But Yeah. They're they're like, okay, look, like here, let me pull up a couple of things here. Um from Veronica Escobar, who's a Democrat out of Texas here, okay? Says if my col- colleagues were serious about addressing the cartels, they would start with addressing the guns here in America. Oh my god. What does that have to do with the cartels? We're not, you know, it's it's just (sighs) it's they're so partisan on this. And I'm glad right now, personally, Mm -hmm. because it's that's the only thing that's keeping it. Like, I'm honestly scared of of any president's going to come in and be like, hey, so, uh, you know, we're going to go ahead and invade Mexico and we're going to do it in the sake of stopping the cartels. But we're going to annex this much land. Yeah. And, uh, you know, oh, hey, look, look what we found. Look, (laughs) it's like, you know, you kick a ball over somebody's fence. Right. Yeah. And it's like and then you get your ball back that they're like, "Ooh, I really like that ball. Hey, I was just playing in your backyard and look at this ball I found. That's that's what I feel like they're trying to do right now. Yeah. So I'm hoping nothing comes from it. But considering everything else I've been saying for the last six months, Seven months now, sorry, mm-hmm. has been slowly coming to be like, yeah. holy crud, the U.N. is literally right now. And I read the article trying to normalize sexual choices by minors to basically be with who they want to be with, a.k.a. if a groomer can manipulate a kid into thinking that they want to do something. Yeah, it was the minor's choice. Mm-hmm. She seduced me. He he came on to me. Oh, man. There I was in kindergarten, and everybody was suddenly, you know, I mean, it's just ridiculous. Yeah. I, ugh, I can't even finish it. It makes me absolutely disgusted. Okay, so ugh, that's what I got going on right now, and I'm sitting here, and I'm following this, and, and uh, you know, it's it's cute because um, this all came from a weird thing that I was actually searching because flat earthers mm-hmm. and and, and I, I i joke about it but i get that people are serious about it and and no matter what anybody says it's, it's a religion because you will not disprove yeah that the earth is flat to flat earthers because they've literally they've done the tests and proved themselves mm-hmm. over and over again that the earth's not flat but there was a flat earther saying hey you know back in uh and it was MGM, I believe, or one of the movie production companies mm-hmm. that use a globe. And like, well, you know, they use this globe with the that as their motto. How do they know if we hadn't been in space? NASA hadn't been invented. And I'm like, yeah. um, Galileo used a globe, too. It's called cartography. Yeah, that's that's the way things are actually done. We're not genius at all of this yet. Y- you got to ask yourself. The question is. How did we make the globe since we can't properly draw the globe on a flat map? And we can't. Yeah. If I sit there and I ask you in relation, 
what percentage of land you think Mexico is compared to the United States? I have no idea. It, it's only like a quarter. I mean, it's hmm. a quarter. Like, most people think it's like a tenth. Like, oh, California. Mexico's the size of California. No, I've driven across Mexico. No, yeah. it's much bigger than be, bigger than California. And so it's like, so when people sit there and they say that, you go, no, it, we can't take a globe and impose it onto a map while keeping um, the ratios and the sizes and everything. And it's just really weird that when you look at things and you look at the stuff, especially along the equator, right, the, the equator line that's in a map form, mm-hmm. they all look so much smaller than they actually are. That's not something that we would do if the Earth was flat and we were trying to fake a globe. Yeah. It doesn't work that way. But again, it's just like if any other zealot. You're never going to tell them anything that they're going to be like, oh, okay. Yeah, you're right. And walk away from it. It just yeah. doesn't work that way. So anyway, so what do you got for us today? I have some am I the asshole posts from Reddit. I got four of them set up um ooh, where to start it is your choice I'll just start at the top I guess okay it's am I the asshole for telling my brother I don't like his girlfriend my first reaction yeah <laughs> no no no, no, because I did it literally. I've still done it. I still do it. I don't really uh, yeah. I don't like them. Yeah. No, you, I think you'd be more of an a-hole if you didn't say something. Yeah. That's my initial. So go ahead. Yesterday, my 17th F brother, 27, brought his girlfriend, M, 26, of three months over to dinner to introduce her to our mom and I. She was nice enough at first, and I thought we'd get along. Now, I collect musical boxes, those that you start up by twisting a little handle and then music plays, and sometimes there's a little figure on top that dances. I have 15 so far. Some are very old and valuable, and I love them very much. They're on a shelf with a glass front in my room. I had left my door open while my brother was preparing dinner. He loves cooking. Em went to the bathroom and saw them in my room. She asked if she could look at them, and I louder, of course. But then she simply took one out and shook it. I told her not to do that and to put it back, please, and she put it down very harshly and knocked on over, over another one. I asked her not to touch them as she couldn't be careful, and she snapped at me and told me they were ugly so I shouldn't care so much and that I was too young to be collecting such shit. I got upset and told her to leave my room, but she took another one and asked if she could s- sell them on eBay for me. <laughs> I told her no, and she dropped the box. It wasn't an old one, and it didn't break, but I was upset and kicked her out of my room. We didn't talk much during dinner. When M was gone, my brother asked if we liked her. I said no and told him what happened. He said I'm too sensitive and called me an asshole because I judged her even though I barely knew her. My mom agrees. Am I the asshole? Definitely no now. Yeah, no. No, I mean, seriously. Okay, so. (laughs) Um, when... Hannah really got friends, right? Mm-hmm. We were living in this Victorian house, and, and it was, it was an it was a nice Victorian house for what it was, right? Um, and I was basically in the basement <laughs> of the house. It was a sub basement, so sub floor, 
So half of the floor was in the ground, half of the floor was mm-hmm. above the ground, right? And Hannah would have her friends over, and the entry was on the first floor. And okay. then, so, and that's where everybody lived except me. I was the one in the basement. Fun times. Yeah. Well, Hannah's friends would come over, and, you know, as curious girls often do, mm-hmm. um, especially when you've got, you know, an older brother who everybody thinks is cute, which. Okay, whatever. <laughs> they would be like, "Oh, where's Joey's room?" And yeah, you know, and I can't tell you that like on more than one occasion, I would come home and now I had an entry at the basement side of things, mm-hmm. right? And it was on the side where my dog was, and I would come in my room and there's some girl in my room, which I'm like, <laughs> "What? What the hell are you doing here in yeah. my room?" And they're like looking through my stuff and like seeing all these things that I have. And he's they're like, oh, well, yeah, you got an Atari. Wow, that's that's cool. And and, yeah. and you have, you know, wow, what, what are those records? And like, wow, what do you oh, you also have CDs and cassettes? And I'm like, yes. Can you please get off my bed yeah. and get out of my room? Because you're my sister's friend and I don't care about you type situation. Yeah, because nothing turns me off quicker with anybody than violating my private space yeah like i'm like I, I, how how is that okay so hannah would sit there and like one of her friends and her name was holly um and uh, i don't care to, to hide anybody in this one but her friend yeah. holly spent the night uh-huh and decided that in the middle of the night <sighs> she was gonna come down to my room okay I smacked the shit out of her. I didn't know who the hell or what the hell. All of a sudden, there was somebody trying to crawl in my bed. And I smacked the ever-living snot. Because, again, it's dark. I don't know. I just know approximately where Face is. Yeah. And she went right upstairs, didn't tell Hannah anything. Hannah was oblivious to the fact that the girl had a big welt on the side of her her cheek, I came upstairs and I looked at her and I go, how did you guys sleep? Mm-hmm. Like, just fine. And then, then she tried to do this back doors. Yeah, sometimes I walk in my sleep and yeah. I don't know what's happening. Look, I don't care if you walk in your sleep. You get hit in the head, you know, by, <laughs> you're, you're going to know. Yeah. You're, you're going to wake up because <laughs> that wakes you up real quick. I'm like, plus... You're going to tell me you went down a flight of stairs that you've never been to the house yeah. floor before in the pitch dark and went into a basement, walked all the way to the back, opened an accordion door quietly <laughs> and y- knew exactly where my bed was, lifted the blankets and climbed in. Well, and yeah. when I thought back about it, I was like, oh, buck naked, like and thought that was going to yield the results that you wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Don't do that stuff. Oh, oh, that's, <laughs> that's really weird. Yeah. And and then and then and this little punk is like, Oh, your stuff's ugly and then let me sell it for yeah. you. Hell no. And then try to break it? No. Yeah. No. Your 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 brother should be like, Hey, you know what? Nah. We good type situation. Yeah. So what do you think? You agree? Yeah, along the same lines that They've been dating for, what is it, less than three months? Mm-hmm. Or about three months. There's 
there's no way that you could possibly be so connected to this girl that you're going to turn your back on your own sister. Right? For yeah. something like that. Even if even if it really was like not that big a deal and your sister mm-hmm. was being over dramatic, I can't I can't imagine completely turning your back on your sister for someone that you have been together with for 3 months. Thank you. That's just that's crazy to me. Yeah, and it, it makes like literally it makes no sense. I don't I don't get like yeah. I don't like her. Look what she did. Oh, you're being dramatic. Bitch came into my room. Yeah. Messed with my stuff, threw one on the ground cuz I wouldn't let her sell it. That But, but that, that's my fault. Yeah, yeah how my bad. in what world? So, oh, by the way, I just curious, did she actually even go to the bathroom? Or was she just being nosy in the first? Because that's what it sounds like. Like, she's just looking and being nosy around on her way to the bathroom. Yeah. Sees you, and it's like, yeah, maybe she went. But I'm just, I I, I know people like that. Like, I literally know people like that. We we had a medicine cabinet, our medicine cabinet in the condo. Yeah. And our medicine cabinet was not quiet. So Uh our medicine cabinet literally, like, you stinking touched it, and it gets to that little like just past 20 degree point. Yeah. Nope, you're done. You're called out. The entire <laughs> condo upstairs, downstairs, backyard, here's that thing uh-huh. open. And it was like and we would have parties and we'd have people come over and every now and then somebody would go to that bathroom here. Because that's what it sounded like too. Literally it sounded like a yeah. bad cat. And it was like like and they come out of the bathroom and one of us because there's four of us. Yeah. One of us is always standing there going what did you need out of the medicine cabinet? Uh, and it was always the girls. It was always uh-huh. the women coming over. Like, it's a downstairs guest bathroom medicine cabinet. What did you think? Yeah. We were stashing down there. Like, you're going <laughs> to see preparation H, AIDS medication, needles, and, you know, a, pregn- a pregnancy test. So, yeah, just... It was just hilarious. Okay, so anyways, (laughs) what's our next one? This next one's a little bit long. Okay. It's a little longer. It's, am I the asshole? Found my girlfriend's wigs, tried them on, and made fun of them, and now she's upset. Yep. Yeah, you are. Yeah, you are. (laughs) Literally. Look, just my prelim is you can say, found my girlfriend's blank, made fun of it, am I, yes. Yeah. Doesn't matter what. You found her spanks. I found, you know, just, yeah. So that's yeah. my initial. Go right ahead. So my girlfriend, 20 female, and I, 23 male, have been dating for about a year now, and we've always had a playful and lighthearted relationship. Today she had to go out for a few hours and I was home alone. I decided to use the opportunity to clean the bathroom. As I was tidying up, I noticed a box tucked away in one of the cabinets. Being curious, I opened it and found several wigs inside. Now, it's important to mention that my girlfriend is black, and she often wears different wigs as a way to change up her style. I've always admired her confidence and versatility when it comes to her hair, and I've never had an issue with it. However, in that moment, I thought it would be fun, funny to try on one of the wigs and to surprise her when she got back. I didn't see any harm in it because she had always shared a good sense of humor, and I genuinely didn't think she would be upset. So I put on one of the wigs and looked at myself in the mirror, and I must admit, it was pretty amusing. I decided to take it a step further and started joking around, doing silly dances and making exaggerated expressions in the mirror. In my mind, it was all just harmless fun, and I didn't mean any harm by it. Unfortunately, my re- my girlfriend returned earlier than expected and caught me in the act. 
The moment she walked in, she had this look of shock and sadness on her face. I immediately took off the wig and tried to explain that it was just a joke, but she didn't say a word. She quietly went into our bedroom, and I could hear her sobbing softly. Feeling terrible about what I had done, I knocked on the bedroom door and asked if I could come in. She didn't respond, so I slowly entered and found her on the edge of the bed, her face buried in her hands. I tried to comfort her and apologize, but she just looked up at me, tears streaming down her face. She explained to me that the reason she wears wigs is not just for style, but also because she feels insecure about her natural hair. She opened up about how society often places unfair expectations on black women's hair and how she sometimes struggles with her own self-image. Seeing me make fun of those wigs, even in a light-hearted way, triggered all those insecurities and made her feel ashamed. I feel like the, wor the worst person in the world for causing her pain, and I never truly intended for my actions to hurt her. I apologized profusely and told her that I would never make light of something that meant so much to her again. I assured her that I loved her and support her no matter what, and that I would do whatever it takes to make it right. Now we're at a bit of an impasse. She accepted my apology, but needed some space to process everything. She decided to stay with a friend for a couple days to clear her mind. I completely understand and respect her need for space, but I can't help but feel like I've damaged our relationship irreparably. Am I the asshole? I get to go back to it. Yeah, you are. You, you okay, so I had, I had a girlfriend. She was awesome, right? Mm -hmm. Um... But she had literally uh, disfigurement in her right hand. And when she was born, her thumb and her ring finger were fused together. Hmm. And so they surgically had removed it, but it neither one was a fully functioning digit, right? Okay. Every guy that she'd ever broken up with was simply because the guy would sit there and make some comment about, about her hand. She didn't want to talk about it. She didn't want your approval for it. She didn't yeah. want your your sympathy, your empathy, your anything for. She wanted you to just not acknowledge it. Yeah. And to the point where when she and I were were dating, I knew not to say anything. I just knew not to say squat, right? Yeah. And and she uh she sat there and she was like we got about 3 months into our relationship. Mhm. Mm and I knew she was sensitive about it. Mm -hmm. She'd had a couple of drinks. And she said, hey, I want to thank you. I said, thank me for what? She goes, you're the first boyfriend I've had. This is the longest relationship I've had where they're not talking about my hand. And I, w and I was like, I'm like, and I literally was like, you're welcome. I don't know how to respond to that. Yeah. I'm like, be because it's a non-issue to me. Yeah. Right. And she started crying like she was crying so hard yeah. and it hurt because she was crying for two reasons. Number one, because I was the nicest guy about things when, when it came yeah. to that popular guy in school and he's my boyfriend right now and, yeah. and it's not an issue to him and it's the greatest thing. And then the other side of it was she was crying because she knew that she didn't want to be in a relationship with me anymore and uh. was feeling so bad because she was like, I'm not going to find somebody who's going to be that. And I'm like, yeah, you are. And I'd never care. I'm like, okay, yeah. if you want to break up, we can break up. It's okay. It's not the end of the world. 
It's not like, not like you're sitting there hanging from a cliff and dangling off the side and going, I think we should see other people. It's like, sure, on your way down, we, you yeah. know, <laughs> type situation. And it was like, but she, she had a really, really good heart, but she was so insecure about it because every boyfriend, when she went to elementary school, I mean, she would, she spent 45 minutes just telling me everything anybody would say about it. And it's like, cause she didn't have, you know, she didn't have fingernails on either one. Uh-huh. Um, so she had it tattooed in. And I like, hey, whatever makes you happy. They didn't yeah. look great, but but it made her happy. And, and, you know, it's like those are the kinds of things that you sit there and you look at. It's like, yes, look, women are insecure about things. You don't. There's things that you don't talk about with women. There's things that yeah. if you talk about it, know when to walk away from it. You and I have talked about health things and that was and that's it. Right. Yeah. I'm right now. I'm in the middle. I'm not in the middle. I'm in the beginning of, an, of a diet that I'm following what they're saying. Yeah. And cool. It's working. Holy crud. I'm down 12 pounds. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm going to keep going. Um, yeah. You know, but at the same time, it's not like I, I'm sitting there. Well, I'm going to be in shape. What are you doing, Nikki? Yeah. Right. There's no there's things that you're just you're sensitive about and you just don't do that. And you don't. It's like we joke around about like we can get into the hard one. Everybody jokes around about your mom. Yeah. But I'm the only one who's ever actually sat down and just told you the good things, bad things, and everything about your mom. Yeah. And it's like, and we still joke around about it, but I know that there's a line. I don't sit there, you know, and it's like, and I don't cross that line. It's just, that's the way it is. That's the way a relationship is. Yeah. So she comes home, she's insecure, and let me tell you, every white boy out there, because I'm going to assume OP is white. Yeah. Right? Because every white boy out there, because you know why, you know why I assume OP is white? Because ain't no black boy going to be stupid enough, knowing mama's wearing wigs, yeah. to mess with another woman's wig without getting his head snatched off. Yeah. I know. <laughs> and it's like, but but listen, white boys, if you're dating a sister, don't mess with, with, with her wigs. Hair is, yeah, it, hair is one of those crazy things that I had never really thought about how much, you know, girls want that straight pretty white girl hair and and even the depictions that you have in Egypt and those are always straight women's hair it's it's never a beautiful fro and I find you know the sister's hair you know obviously I love Kieran's hair you know when she picks that hair out and it's a big floof ball I love that fro I absolutely stinking love that fro but white boys don't do things like that (laughs) hell everybody don't mess with a woman's inse- with something that could be a possibility of a woman's insecurity. You yeah. know, women already have enough things that they're insecure about. Women are insecure. Every single woman, every single one that I have dated without fail has always been self-conscious about talking about when her period is, her period, or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Self-conscious about asking me to go out and grab tampons. And I'm like taking pictures like, which one? This box? This box? Tell yeah. me, take a picture of it. Tell me. I don't care. When you and I first got together, no, there was no problems with it because we had already been together. Yeah. Right? But it's like, but for so many guys, like, oh, man, no way. I go I go to the tampon section. When I go to there, I'm, I'm proud to go get tampons. Yeah. You know why? Because I'm literally walking into Walmart, CVS, Walgreens, and saying, hey, guess what? Not single. <laughs> yeah. Right? And it's like. So I'm happy to go do that stuff. Guys, yes, you're the a-hole. And um, I'm, I'm just, don't play to other people's insecurities any more than you want to play with yours. Yeah. How would you like it if you dropped your pants and she looked at you and went, hmm, that's nice. Yeah. 
there you go. It's, it's the equivalent of what you just did. So, yeah. So what do we what do we got next? And hopefully it's not me chewing somebody out and being racial. Well, <laughs> I don't know. Okay. So it's Am I the asshole for refusing to let my bridesmaid wear her dead mother's favorite color to my wedding? Initial? No. Okay. It's I, 31 female, was married to my amazing husband, 34 male, on Friday. The wedding went smoothly apart from one get apart from one guest dress preference who we'll call Anna. Anna's mother sadly passed away in January this year. Her mother was the light of her life and ever since she passed, Anna has been understandably uptight and distant. I have helped Anna throughout her entire grieving time. We had been planning this wedding since December and decided we wanted an ocean themed wedding. My family and I grew up on the seaside and I have always been close to the ocean. I made it extremely clear to all of my bridesmaids that they were to wear blue, a coral pinky color, or pastel green. Everyone agreed and seemed to love my choices. Anna's Anna's mother always loved the color dark, vibrant purple. Ever since Mm. then, Anna would buy everything purple if there was a purple choice. Anna and me went for lunch a few weeks after the passing to catch up and support her. At the lunch, Anna asked me if she could please wear a purple dress to my wedding. I'm not crazy about themes usually, but this wedding was not... But since this wedding was themed to support my family's tradition, and considering my maid of honor was already going to be wearing a gorgeous pastel blue dress with purple and gold accents, me and my husband, who I decided to call and discuss the idea with him, politely told her that we understand what she's going through, but we really want bridesmaids on theme. To this she looked hurt and left lunch earlier than expected. I hardly heard from Anna until around four weeks after our lunch, despite my attempts at texting, phoning, and even knocking at her door, but she'd continue to shut me off. That was until she texted me, what do you think of these dresses, and displayed many different kinds of purple dresses and photos. I kindly reminded Anna that she wouldn't be wearing a purple dress to my wedding. Anna was enraged. I tried to tell her that I understand her feelings, but my wedding is my own special day. Mm -hmm. To this, she blocked me. Anna unblocked me two days later, apologizing for the way she acted. Well, when the wedding rolled up, rolled around, and Anna showed up in a purple dress. I asked her why she had gone against my wishes and, and that she either had to change or leave. To this, she told me to stop creating a scene and that I was being dramatic and disrespectful. Hmm. Anna broke out in a screaming match and called me and my family insensitive, selfish bastards. She was escorted out the door screaming. Once the wedding had ended, I received messages from Anna's family, friends, and even Anna. They were all saying how Anna was going through a lot and that I was being an asshole. So, am I the asshole for just not letting Anna wear the damned purple dress? Nope. There is, look, there are two times in your life where you are allowed to be selfish. Mm -hmm. Um, The death of your spouse, a.k.a. if you don't want somebody at that funeral, they're not showing up. Yeah. Right? If you want the funeral done a specific way, that's the way it's done. If you want... Which, by the way, this wasn't my uh, originally. I, I didn't use this one, but some, one of our listeners actually said, "Hey, by the way, you might want to add to your one day." And you're right. You know, 
whatever I want to eat, whatever I want to listen to, whatever I want to do, whatever I want done, whatever I don't want you to stand up on stage and draw attention to yourself mm-hmm. on 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 the funeral of my spouse. That's that's the first day. The second is your wedding. Look, your wedding, unless you are like a ridiculously somebody's gotten married like nine, seven, nine, eight, ten times. Right. Um, yeah. Your wedding is your day. It is yeah. the day for you. It is the day for celebration of the joining of two people. That is it or more, depending if you're poly or not. But whatever. Yeah. But that is your day. That is the day you get to be selfish. Mm-hmm. I don't care if you are a bride and you want your bridesmaids wearing holographic Pokemon Pikachu Ugh. dresses and coming in with wooden clogs. Right. With snap caps underneath them. So every time they step, whap, whap, whap. That is your day. If I am your friend and I am one of your your groomsmen for your wedding. Right. And or best man or whatever it is, I'm going to wear what you want me to wear. All of my my best man and all of my groomsmen all wore white side panel black dress shoes. Mm-hmm. Stink. I was like, nope, this is the way we're looking. This is the way we're doing. Never, ever, ever have I heard anybody who had a problem with a buddy of his who was like, I don't like the color of the tie. Can I wear this color tie? Yeah. Look, yeah, it sucks. And you specifically would know the death of a parent is something that's a big thing, right? It's like, yeah. but at the same time, if you were going to somebody's wedding and you were going to be one of her maid of honor, you were going to be maid of honor or bridesmaid or whatever it is, right? Mm-hmm. Like. Are you going to sit there and say, hey, you know what? I want a sublimated picture of my mom on the back of my dress because she passed away or whatever it is. It isn't your day. It isn't her day. She shows up in a purple dress. She leaves in the purple dress. That's it. It's not her day. There is no reason. Great. That's you can wear that purple dress everywhere else that you want. But I will not have a reminder of your dead mom at my wedding. Just like I don't want a casket at my at my wedding, I don't want any kind of reminder of your mom. It is my day, not your mom's day. Yeah. And though I empathize and I'm sad that, that you have this death, this is not your day. If you want to wear purple and you want everybody to wear purple on your wedding, I will be there and I will wear purple. So, you looking at comments or anything on, on that? Or what are your thoughts? I, I don't know. It's... <laughs> It's just, that's, that's crazy to me mm-hmm. that, that you could possibly be so selfish in that. Mm-hmm. And uh, just like you were saying is that I do understand to a point I can't, you know, I can't relate with, with other people in terms of like having a genuine, real strong connection with a parent and then losing them. Mm-hmm. But I understand losing a parent, and it sucks, and it's an awful thing to go through. But that's, you know, that's your burden to hold. Exactly. And yeah. it, it it does suck, but that's that's not anybody else's problem. And whatever your coping method is, if it's you know, res- uh, paying your respects by changing everything to her favorite color whatever do whatever you need to do whatever you feel like you need to do but you can't make it everybody else's problem Mm -hmm. and it's absolutely not their fault or anybody else's fault 
for not agreeing with the way that you're handling things. There you go. Yeah, it's and that's a hundred percent right. A hundred percent. So what do we got next? Uh have am I the asshole for prioritizing my daughter's school performance over her emotional well being after her mother's death? Yes. <laughs> oh my god. This is you're you know, you're giving me these ones that I'm just sitting there like expecting them to be tricks. <laughs> like to hear it afterwards and be like, Oh, I'm such a jerk because that's what Kiki always does to me. But well, I'm not reading them. Okay, good. Oh, well, no, that's good. And see, that I, I like that too. So that's a good dynamic because I okay. just kind of glance over it and be like, hmm. But this one, this one, I read the title and I saved it. Wow. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, I, 39 male, am feeling conflicted about a recent decision I made regarding my teenage daughter, 16 female, following the death of her mother. I can't help but wonder if I made a huge mistake, so I'm turning to you, Reddit, to pass judgment on whether or not I'm the asshole in this situation. Since my wife's passing, life has been tough for the both of us. Dealing with my own grief while trying to provide for her has been a challenge. My daughter has been extremely, extremely distraught, and I can see how much she's struggling emotionally. However, when she asked me for time off from school to process her grief, I ended up prioritizing her academic performance instead. I'll admit, mm. I've always been a stickler for education, and my daughter is a bright student who excels in her studies, particularly math and science, which are very important, and I wouldn't want to jeopardize that. When she approached me, I couldn't help but think how it would impact her grades and future prospects. I was concerned that missing school would lead to a drop in her academic performance and potentially hinder her chances of getting into a good college. Instead of allowing her to take some time off, I suggested that she continue attending school and told her that I believe that maintaining a routine and focusing on her education will provide stability and keep her on track. Apparently, my daughter was devastated by my decision. She accused me of not caring about her feelings and prioritizing her school performance over her emotional well-being. She believes that I'm being callous and unfeeling, dismissing her for dismissing her need for time to heal. So, Reddit, am I the asshole for putting my daughter's school performance ahead of her emotional well-being, as she put it, after the death of her mother? How long ago did say how long ago her mom died? Didn't say, right? Uh, no. Okay. It did not. So, first off, I'm not going to modify it. Yes, you are the a-hole. Um, I'm, I'm, because I'm going to go into the assumption that it's the last 90 days. Okay? Yeah. And we're, we're, we're going to go into this assumption. Because if we're talking about it was 10 years ago, she's 16, then, you know, I mean, well, let's let's just ask how long after your mom died, how, how long did it take you before you felt some semblance of normal? Honestly. If if we're looking at it as some some semblance of normal as in. Like, I feel like I can continue my life. Mm -hmm. It would it would be probably when we moved to Sacramento. So around I was like 10. So like five years. Okay. And that was you. Yeah, I was going to say, that's you at five. Yeah. So, you know. But on terms of I am okay and I can talk, I can literally talk about it. Like, I'm talking about it right now and mm -hmm. I'm, I'm okay. I would break down anytime at any mention that took i was five so mm -hmm. 
at least 10 years. Okay. At least that yeah. I can think of. No, because I was still I was still in therapy during high school. So like 12 or 13 years. Okay. And and that's acceptable. Mm-hmm. So with that, that's why I'm, I'm asking, because you're going to be the more relatable. I, I get if it was more than than, you know, an allotment of time, like. I get the, the want for, hey, look, I know this is a hard thing and you're still kind of in this place and it's going back and forth. Yeah. But scholastically, that's going to be with you forever. And the last thing, like, like seriously, for my daughters, if I died tomorrow, let's say I die tomorrow. Yeah. I want Lily and Tabby to be able to have a proper time to grieve. Yeah. But I don't want their school because I want I don't want their education being screwed up mm-hmm. because I don't want to ever be the reason for anything negative in anybody's life. Right. Yeah. It's. Like, I always hate when I get mad or when everything's like, because I never want to be that negative part of anybody's life. But, you know, if your daughter's within, like, a year even, Mm -hmm. and she's trying to cope, then you need to figure out what it is. Now, if you want her to engage scholastically and you want her to be better in school, then you need to ask yourself, what else does she need to have, right? Yeah. Does she need therapy? Have you given her therapy? Have you been able to? Have you been able to? get her therapy which by the way therapy is not that expensive for anybody that that's actually interested in yeah. it um don't use it as a an emotional a reason not to grow that's that's the problem that i see with people a lot of people get into therapy mm-hmm. and they utilize it as a justification for the kind of person they are well i've been diagnosed by my therapist as yeah. you know having depression hey guess what so was i you know i i was assaulted i was in, but but at the same time it's having that third person to just kind of talk to and yeah. and vent things out to is in massive, massive good thing. And, but find out from her. It's like, and, and, and have you, you, you don't even talk about the fact that you've communicated it to your daughter. Yeah. So I, I'm, I'm confused with that one because I communicate, probably overly communicate with my kids. Yeah. But it doesn't sound like you've actually said, hey, look, I understand. This is hard. Yeah. This is hard for me. Your mom, you know, whether you guys, and I'm, I'm going to assume just based on the way you're talking about it, that you two aren't together, um, that you haven't been together. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, because you're kind of chill about <laughs> like, like, because well, no, I, I can't he imagine. Did say the passing of my wife. Yeah. Yeah. Just well, like maybe he's just really good at taking himself out of the, the equation yeah. when it comes to that. But but, you know, and, and men, we handle things like loss in a different way. Right. Yeah. We we are fillers. That's what we are. Mm-hmm. Men are fillers. If 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 Amy died tomorrow. I would find somebody to fill her shoes, but not necessarily a person. I would find something that's going to fill it. Right. Yeah. And it's like, that's because we're men. That's the way that we do it. When my first, when my fiance died, when, when Jen, when Jen died, mm-hmm. um, man, I had three jobs. I had three yeah. jobs and I kept three jobs as much as I could through college and everything else. And it wasn't until I was I graduated from college, so we're talking about six years, seven years at this point, right? Six years. I had graduated college, all my internships were done, and I had no job. Mm-hmm. Then I'm sitting there in my apartment, which I was fine not having a job because I had plenty of money. Yeah. Um, strippers are awesome. I love them so much. They tip so well. <laughs> anyway, that I sat there, and then it hit me. And I think... I had, no, I know, I had the biggest cry that I've ever had in my life. Mm -hmm. And I cried for, like, a whole day. And that was how we dealt with it. Because all of a sudden, there wasn't the fill. 
Yeah. But women don't fill, right? Women say that puzzle piece is missing. I have to operate the rest of my life without that piece. Yeah. That's the difference. We look to fill that piece. And women learn to cope and grow with that piece missing. That's why women live longer than we do because we often fill it up with stupid stuff. Yeah. So, you know, I work like I said, I worked three jobs while I was going to school after I you know, after being homeless and mm-hmm. homeless I was easy to stay nice and busy. So yeah, you are, but you are because you're ignorant. <laughs> so yeah. so I feel sorry I feel for you. I feel for your loss. It's hard when you have that loss to be able to see clearly. But mm-hmm. yeah, right now you are. So Yeah. That said, I mean, you know, I I just I don't want to leave on that kind of note, but I, I just want to tell everybody, look, this is why we, we're, we're good to everybody. You know, Nikki and I, we have fights. We have mm-hmm. we have fights. And when we have fights, we have fights. You know, we're like we're not physically fighting because that would be murder. But, you know, but we, we have fights and that's that's the way things go. And it's like you just sit there and you look at those and you go, OK, and we get past them and we get past them as fast as we can because you don't know. I'm 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 hoping that when your wife passed away, I'm hoping you guys were on good terms. I'm hoping that it yeah. wasn't an argument or something that was sitting in the air. And wish the best for you and your daughter. It is hard. You you aren't a 16-year-old girl. You don't know what it is to be a 16-year-old girl. Yeah. And you will never know what it is to be a 16-year-old girl. But, you know, she lost her mom. And if it was in the last 90 days, school takes second. Yeah. And that's that's where you need to be with that. So anything else you want to add on top of that? Sh- that if it, it depends on exactly what the situation is but it Mm -hmm. comes it comes back to communication you need to sit you need to sit down and have a conversation with your daughter about what exactly is going on is it that you know in the middle of this grief you don't have the energy to get up and get yourself ready and go to school and face everyone and act like this isn't happening because I get that. Mm-hmm. If that's the problem, then you know maybe maybe you could convince her to continue to go to school for another week or two while you set up getting her enrolling her in uh, homeschooling or some online high school classes mm-hmm. to have a smooth transition so she doesn't have to. You know you can have the best of both worlds where she can stay at home and she can take her classes at her pace and she won't have to get up and get out of her bed and out of her safe space to go face these people because getting up in the middle of something like this Mm -hmm. having to get up and go face all of your friends all of your peers and your teachers that know exactly what's going on and have to act like it's okay and to continue to do your schoolwork it's not possible Mm -hmm. it's just not yeah my last week in my senior year after Jen passed away, everybody just was like, hey, I don't even think I signed anybody's yearbooks. Like, yeah, everybody was just like, no, this this isn't the time. You and know? the constant reminder, yeah. the constant reminder, because when somebody passes and I understand that everybody else in the vicinity feels bad for that person. I'm sorry for your loss. I'm sorry you brought it right back into my yeah, head. Yeah, the last thing you need to do is to constantly be reminding them. I I get it. 
mm-hmm. that you do feel bad. You need to feel bad silently and wait for them to bring it back up. Because when they bring it back up is when they're ready to talk about mm-hmm. it. You going and even saying, I'm sorry for your loss, or even just looking at them with that yep. kind of sad look is going to bring that back up just when they were feeling like they were ready to tackle the day. Yeah. And it's awful. It is literally sla- being slapped in the face every single time. It's like, I, I yeah, it, I've, I pretty much stayed away from you for a while after I, like, cause I was there when it happened and yeah. I was there and I took care of you. And I mean, I immediately grabbed you guys, took you away, <laughs> took you out to eat and got you some clothes and everything and it was like and that was it and then after that i was like hey i don't know what you need i don't know what you're going to need and i'm just going to back up and and you know do whatever i can just to let you uh grow for that but that's 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 it yeah and the last thing yeah any of us ever need when we're going through that loss we're trying to get up and we're trying to get out of the pit is the reminder that we're in a pit in the first place yeah so with that said don't forget to hit the like and subscribe buttons if you haven't already. And thank you so much for joining us on the Afternoon Grind on the Stupid Podcast of and everything. Uh, be sure to visit our website. Our link tree is down in the description. Our website is www.stupidpodcastsoneverything.com. I have been Joey. I have been Nikki. Until we talk to you guys next time, peace out with your peace out. Bye.